Hey guys, hope everybody's having a great evening. Welcome back to In the Dark Podcast. Um, been a while since I've been on very much. I uh huh, I don't even know where to get started on that one. I had um my daughter moved back in with me um from a split with her husband and two kids and I think you can kind of get the picture as to <laughs> what's been keeping me away from podcasting lately. Um, I'm getting settled back in. Though. I'm getting more acclimated and, you know, getting back into my regular routine again. So hopefully things are going to, you know, get a little more evened out here for me and I can be on a couple times a week again at least. Um, tonight I'm going to have Robin back on. We've been doing our thing. She's literally as busy as I am, as always. And we we're just like twins like every time we talk i mean our whole entire lives are so so much alike it's crazy so um we finally were able to hook up again tonight and she's coming on here shortly so i hope you guys enjoy the podcast and it's good to be back and i will do my best to you know get back on here regularly as much as i can so on with the show hey Hello, hello, Robin. Hey, I'm hoping that this, okay, I've got to figure out this car. Caleb, God love him, said, Mom, you don't have to worry about it. Just get in my car. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I can do that. But, yeah, except he's got the fan on this car. His car is this $37,000 car he he only just got it's their first new car they've ever had Mm -hmm. and it's phenomenal except i don't know how to work this damn thing the blowers are blowing like mad banshees and i Mm -hmm. just want to turn the damn thing down there i think i found it it's well, like, just, just for everybody to understand what's going on, Robin and I are both extremely busy mothers, and our our lives are completely chaotic and crazy. <laughs> so we are both sitting in cars right now. I know. I, it's like do do you, I, I'm trying to have it as quiet as possible for the listeners. Yeah, I, I have an animal rescue. And all of them like to bark and chirp the yep. bird and meow and carry on like crazy people. It's and just it's so funny. It's just yeah, our, Well, everything. The kids. Uh, I've got, my daughter moved back in with two grandkids and one's autistic. And, you know, so it's been, I mean, my whole house is in an uproar and Robin's life is pretty much the same as mine. So. Yeah, We're both sitting I, in cars. Yeah, and then I go to sit in mine to drive it up closer to the house by the Wi-Fi, and my battery dies. Like, what ha- what goes on in this world? Yeah, that's why I sent the message to you. I said, "Do you want to wait till you get your battery?" And then we, we... No, and I got out of the car, and my son said to me, "Mom, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I can't even do the podcast at the bloody car because now the battery's dead." He's like, Just oh my god, so funny. So I'm in this car. This car literally has its own mind. Like it talks to you. Yeah. That's, he was, that's, yeah. When he got out of the military and he came to my house, it's like middle of the night, four o'clock in the morning, and they're they're still driving because they were coming from out of state. Yeah. And the car pipes up and it says it's time to call service for the car. It's been X amount of miles. You need to have an oil change. And then it dials the service department. Are you and kidding? Woman, me? No. And this woman answers. 
and says, you know, service department. And he said, ma'am, did I just, Caleb says, did I wake you up? And she said, well, yeah, but that's okay. We're open 24 hours. And he's like, no, go back to bed. The car says it wants an oil change. I that's didn't know. crazy. That is, I didn't even know they did that. Oh my gosh. This car's crazy. Like it's scary. I didn't know it went that far. Okay. Yeah. You, um, let's do it. Let's last time we talked, I noticed that we talked so much about Bigfoot and I wanted, Robin has a lot of encounters with, you know, dog men and even other cryptids and creatures and stuff. Yeah. And I wanted you, you know, what I wanted to hear about was the dog that you talked about was his name, Lewicious. Oh, the or, dog man? Yeah, Lewicious. Is it, um, that, I got his name right. That's good. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the thing that people, and I really stress this to people, and a lot of them don't believe me, and I'm fine with that, but they are not all bad. Right. You know, I, the, the ones that are bad, and I tell this to people about the Bigfoot as well, the bad ones are lethal. The good ones are just this incredible love that you feel off of them. Um, have I dealt with bad dogmen? I have. I've spoken to bad dogmen. I, I've helped people with bad dogmen. Myself, the ones that have been around me, I've enjoyed having them. I've not had a bad experience with them, the ones that have been around me personally. Right. So, you know, Lewicious, um, generally, when he's around, he's across from my driveway. And he just says he's there to guard. You know, and we, there was, Janice Carter was here and took a picture and she always tells everybody she's the worst person to take a picture, but she actually got a really, I mean, I think it's an okay picture. I don't think it's one of the best out there, but you can definitely see the ear, you know, the ears and and Mm -hmm. everything. And she got a picture of him and he's talked to myself. He's talked to my husband, you know, Pat mine speaks as I do. Mm -hmm. And he's actually just really nice. I've not wow. seen him walking around the yard. I will say that. Um, generally, you see him across the road. Like, I'll see movement over there, and I'll, I'll see, you know, some parts of him, and then I'll see his head now and then. Mm-hmm. But he, he's normally very good as far as talking. Um, we have one that, and I think I already told you this, Tracy, um, that there was a, a dogman pup that had, when I first moved in, I was laying in bed. It was light out. It was like, but it was like eight o'clock at night. I mean, it was still sunny. It was summertime and I was exhausted. I had been doing a bunch of stuff all day. I was laying on the bed in my pajamas watching TV with my husband and he was mind speaking and he wanted me to come out. And what I get a lot from them is they like my energy and they always want me to come out so I can see you. And I'm like, really, there's nothing big to see. Trust me on this, you know. And he wanted me outside. And I'm like, I don't want to come outside. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, just come outside. And then eventually it was, if you come outside to let me see you, I'll let you see me. And I said, I highly doubt that. And then it was, if you come out, I'll let you take my picture. Yeah. And I said, well, here's the thing. If I come out and I take your picture and I, or I try to, and I don't get a picture of you then that means you're a liar and I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like if you lie to me, you're gone. Like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to, I won't respond. He's like, no, 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 I promise. And I knew he was just a baby. So I went out in the backyard and he said, I'm up in the trees. And I said, okay. So I thought I saw movement up in the trees and I just took a picture 
I never expected to get them. I really didn't. And I've had people say, oh, it's a bear. No, it's not. Number one, bear's ears don't sit on the, the top of their head close together like that. Mm-hmm. And you can see this, the box of the snout sticking out. Yeah. And so he showed himself right away. I, I was amazed. You, you could have blown me over the feather because, you know, usually I get pictures of stuff, but the way he was going about it and, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you. And I'm thinking, no, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to. And he now, did. This, this wasn't Lewisius, so this was another no, one. No, this was a baby. This was a okay. young one. And so I asked him his name. I don't think he told me the name that's right because I have a cockatiel. It's actually my husband's, and his name is Nico. So yeah. when I asked him what his name was, he said his name was Nico. Oh. And I thought, I think that's too much of a coincidence for me. But if that's what you want me to call you, you got it. Yeah. That is so cute. Well, now, what do you think? Now, Lucius is all black, right? He's he's yeah. an all black. Yeah. Okay. They, you know, you'll see them black. You'll see brown. You'll see black with like red highlights. Um, yeah. I would imagine that there's a variety of colors. I haven't seen like the white ones. I've seen a tremendous amount of the white Bigfoots. For the record, when you see a white Bigfoot, it doesn't mean it's old. Some are just simply uh-huh. born with white hair. They have them that turn gray as they age. But again, they are also, you know, we have all these different hair colors. Yeah. You know, so do they. There are exactly. some that you'll see that are, are one color and they'll have patches on them that are a different color. Shadow's complete, yeah, Shadow's completely white. And, but when you look at his, his upper left arm, yeah, it's left arm. He has a black strip that goes down his arm, almost like a lightning bolt. It looks like a tattoo, but it's black hair. Now he's a, he's a Bigfoot, right? That's, yeah. Okay. And, and he's one that really had such human features, but yet everything, like he's stood within 10 feet of me and in, in the flesh and not cloaked. And I was just amazed because, you know, I've seen a lot of them that have more of the bald face and the hair and I've seen the rounded heads. I've seen the conial heads and no, it's not. You know, the ones in this area all have cone heads. No, that doesn't work that way. They're as diverse as we are. All of them are different. There's no two alike. Yeah. You know, you might see some areas where some things are more pronounced, but please don't say that all of them in that area are one way because they truly aren't. Um, But like with Shadow, he was standing like I was out in the yard and he just walked up to me. It, It wasn't like. You know, I accidentally ran into him. He literally walked up to me. Yeah. He had, I was so amazed. To this day, I'm amazed. His body hair was maybe a little bit longer than what would be, that was on his face. So, I mean, maybe three, I want to say three inches long on his body once you got past his shoulder. But the hair on his face, he had very, very short hair. It was the whole face, like eyelids. You know, eyebrows, everything, just extremely, extremely short, but it was there. And his skin was a, it wasn't not an albino skin, just because they're white doesn't mean they're not, that they are albinos. Are there some like that? Yes. Just like we have people that are albino. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they can be white and not be an albino. And 
he had, there was no place on his face that was without this very, very short hair. And then when you got to the top of his head, this is what really surprised me. It was a little bit longer. It was slicked back. Honest to God, it was, it was unbelievable. I just stood there mesmerized because his head looked every bit like one of our people's human men. Mm-hmm. Literally. It, it didn't, he didn't have the flattened nose. He didn't have, you know, it was a little bit, you know, pushed down, but not like a lot of them that you see. He looked so unbelievably human. And yet there was not one cell on that man or that boy that was not here, but his hair was all slicked back. Like I was 10 feet from him or less. Like I literally, and he was out in the broad daylight, you know, that's how I knew yeah. about the bulk on his upper arm his whole body I saw and you know it but on his face was short white hair I'll never forget it and he had very dark eyes and but he had hair on his eyelids he had it on you know then his eyebrows it was just all this very short white hair even his ears wow there was hair that's neat yeah and so then you had that and then you get to his head and it slicked back. Yeah. Do you feel like a, I bet you feel like a tiny little person next to them. Yeah. Some of them, like the, the tallest one I've gotten up front and close to was 14, roughly 14 feet. And it was pretty much a total toe thing. And it was not a planned act. And I think he just said look at this stupid silly human yeah yeah what do you what you said about the bad dog men like you've spoken to some of the bad ones what do they talk like what kind of way what like say if you encounter a bad dog man what kind of things do they say to you well the ones that i talked to more or less had to do with you know they were having problems with other people i've never been personally threatened by a dog man Okay. That doesn't mean I won't. I don't ever say never with anything. It's like I've never been zapped before, but I've yeah. been around people that were standing literally inches from me and they got dropped to the ground. Um, so I never say never. I'm sure my day is coming. Anybody that does a lot of research eventually gets it. I have not yet, but oh, that doesn't God. mean I won't. Okay. So yeah. I don't think it's uh, because of any great superpower or anything like that. I think it's just I've gotten lucky. No, it'll happen when I come to visit you and we'll be out together and we'll both get zapped together. Knowing yeah. our luck. I just, yeah, I just, yeah. I haven't had that experience because. Oh, God. But Robbie? I mean, I've, okay, I've been sorry. lucky. You know, yeah. I just, yeah. I haven't. Um, but I have had people stand next to me and they just got dropped like stoned. Like they were stones. Just look, that was if they were on the ground. Um, I had one that a female that had children and they were all in these, this cluster of bushes. And she asked that I come give the kids a blessing. And I said, all right. And I was with a friend of mine out in the woods that had gone out in the woods multiple times with me mm-hmm. and had never bothered them. She was not what they call pure of heart, which is what, you know, the Bigfoot's typically like people that have what they call pure of heart, but she was, she does have parts of her that is a kind person and she had never been threatening or abusive to them in any way. 
So I never dreamt it was a problem. And so I went to go forward. They asked me to do it. I said, okay. She was standing next to me. Mm -hmm. So we moved forward. When we moved forward, I turned around and she wasn't standing next to me anymore. And she's like on the ground withering in pain going, make them stop, make them stop, make them stop. Oh my God. And I'm like, what's going on? She said, my head, my head, my head. It feels like it's going to explode. So I turned around and I hollered at the female and I was like, you have to stop. She's done nothing wrong. You asked us to come forward and they said, no, we want only you forward. I said, fine, but I'm not going to do anything for you unless you stop this. And they did. And she was like, she sat up and she's like, it's completely stopped. I, I wonder what made them decide to feel that I she think was the kids. It was the kids. I'm sure because the kids were there. She was also at my house um, and we were inside doing, I was doing laundry and I was folding them. I was standing next to my bed. I was folding clothes on the bed because then I could just put them in the dresser and stuff. And we were watching TV and the dog was out back just going crazy. And the dog was tied up at the time. And I looked out back and it looked like somebody wearing an orange shirt or copper colored shirt walking along the property line and I thought what in the world nobody's supposed to be over there it's private property so I normally anytime I would walk outside I took my cell phone because I could get a picture if I needed to and I started to and you know I it not looking back now I know somebody told me not to take it but I went to go take my can my phone and something I just felt like no I shouldn't take it now looking back I know that they it, they you know probably put that in my mind but I walked outside and she was with me and we walked all the way out there and I got halfway there and I realized it was a female with an infant. And so I made my friend stop and not come any closer. And then I walked towards her and she let me get quite close to her. And I, you know, I saw the baby. He was adorable. He was, he'd run like tree to tree and he'd climb up about three feet and then he'd go back down and he'd go to the next one up three feet and go back down and he did that for you know I was allowed to watch him for anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes and she let me get very close to her um she finally she picked him up looked at me made eye contact with me put him on up against her chest and started to walk off and I started to follow her and she didn't I didn't have any problems, but it was like she evaporated in thin air. Yeah. Like I was literally 20 feet behind her and all of a sudden she was just gone. And, but I did hear her tell me that I couldn't follow her anymore. That was as far as I could go. And I was respectful of it. I said, okay, thank you. Thank you for letting me see your child. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But then as soon as that happened, I felt like it was a test Yeah, because Number one, if you have that encounter, like she was definitely showing me this child. Right. You know, she was out in the open. She wasn't hiding in the woods. She was outside the tree line while the baby was playing. And he was absolutely adorable. She was copper colored hair, like an orangish copper color. And her hair reminded me of cousin it because it was so incredibly long. And when she would move, you could see that hair just part over the muscles. That's as she moved, it was just beyond. So weird, though. Females are that muscular too, you know. Oh, yeah, they're you know really and truly, they have a wider hip section than the males, but they're quite buff. I mean, they're not smaller at yeah. all. And I still can't get over the fact that they're not part gorilla. I just you know when you told me the one time we talked and you said like that you know that they were just ET and human. It just I'm like, where does this look come from? 
I know. And yeah. I, but you know, if you really think about it, if you look, and I'm not a scientist, I don't do DNA. You know, Melba Ketchum does that, not me. And, but when you look at our DNA, we do have some form of primate in us. Right. So yeah. they would have that as well, but no more so than us. It's just crazy. It's really and, crazy. Yeah. And so when she walked off, like within, I want to say within 24 hours, they were coming out of the woodwork. They got to the point when I lived there, they walked freely uncloaked all around the property. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. They were playing all night long and I was going out in the middle of the night with them and sitting out there with them. And, you know, this went on, I was there from 2009 to 2015 Wow. And it was like that the entire time. And then when I moved, I had moved and I didn't move that far. And they showed up there. And then I moved, had to move again. And, you know, Blackie was standing out in the backyard. I went outside. I, I have mini pigs. And I went to go let my mini pig out to go to the bathroom. And I'm outside with her. And she's walking around going because they're like little dogs. And I looked up and there he's standing. I mean, just full bodied standing there that is just amazing they follow you don't worry we'll always be watching and i'm like okay robin that is so it's so darling in a way you know it really is i mean mean, right now we have what i call the nighttime tapper we have this adolescent and i he's not really i don't think he's young young i i would say probably maybe 20 high teens you know He's got to be, from what I've been able to deduce, he's got to be at least seven to eight feet. So he's not real tiny, but he's not real old either. But he started out, they always look in the windows. You know, it drives everybody but me crazy. I enjoy it just because Mm -hmm. I can see him. Um, But like we have two windows in the bedroom. One has blinds on it, which is right next to where Pat sleeps. On his side of the bed, the other window, I don't have blinds on because it doesn't bother me that they look in the house. It it doesn't. It doesn't creep me out. I don't get scared by it. Um, Maybe if I had an encounter when they did it that was frightening, then it would change. Right. But I haven't had that experience. So my window, I can see it from my side of the bed. And it sits, you know, the TV is right next to it up on the wall. And I was laying in bed and, you know, you can hear when somebody taps on glass. It sounds different than, per se, wood or a door Mm -hmm. or a table. And I hear this tapping. And it woke me out of a sound sleep. And as I woke up in that corner right by that window, we have our TV is up mounted on the wall. And there's a table underneath of it. And my cats like to go and lay on that table. And as I wake up, the cats are flying off that table and out of the room. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're terrified. And the dogs woke up and ran to go bark at the window. And they stopped halfway and they dove under the bed. And I know he didn't zap them because they weren't crying. They were just like, in mid-bark, shut up and just went under the bed. Mm-hmm. So I got up because I didn't see anything. But I didn't have my glasses on. I couldn't see. And so I grab my glasses. I get up and I go to the window. I don't see anything. But I knew what I heard and I knew the reaction that the animals had. So I laid back down. I'm just starting to fall asleep. Tap, 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 tap. I get up. I go to the window. I don't see anything. 
So I thought, okay, this time I'm going to pretend I'm sleeping and I'm staying awake. So I laid there and it was like 15, 20 minutes and I'm wide awake, but I'm just laying there and pretty soon the tapping started. So, and I had my glasses on. I didn't take my glasses off. I looked up and I saw the black, this huge black silhouette. And then he turned and went running off. You know, I could see a little bit of the hair and everything. I thought, okay, so now I know it's a black one that's doing it, you know, because we have all different colors around here. Right. So then, like two weeks later, and he had done this on and off, but it never woke Pat up. It only woke me up. And it, it had woke me up and I got up and I went into the kitchen and I came back and it had started back up and Pat heard it and he had to get up for work. He gets up for work extremely early. And he said to it, he said, just please, I'm just trying to sleep. And as soon as he said that, the tapping stopped. And he didn't do it for almost a week after that because he didn't want to pad up. But he's, every once in a while, I'll hear him. Yeah. No, this is a Bigfoot. You think it's yeah. not a dog? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it's not a dogman. Now, we've had where I've looked out in the backyard and I've seen the dogman. And it's almost like they're not completely cloaked. You can see the outline, you can see the facial features, but when you get down to the torso, it's like you can look right through them. Wow. So it's almost like a spirit form, and I've seen them meandering around the backyard. I saw one run across the backyard in flesh and blood. Um, you know, there were two of them in the field directly across from me that I caught one night, and the only reason why I knew they were dogmen and not Bigfoot were because when they turned their head and I saw their eyes, I saw the ears. Yeah. Yeah. And then my next door neighbor said at one time she was leaving her house late at night. And when the lights hit that field, there were two over there. But she said they looked more like they had a dog shaped head. But then we like I said, we have Bigfoot and Dogman that are running these woods. And they're oh, together, yeah. like they're they're basically running together or do they? Keep no, kind of they, just, they coexist next to each other. Now we okay. had when I was in um, Michigan at that one particular house where everything was at. I have a photo of one that she actually, I'm going to be honest, she looks like a hybrid between the Bigfoot and the Dogman. Um, she almost looks like a teddy bear face, but she's got a bushy tail. Mm-hmm. And she was actually hanging out with the Bigfoot. So there are times where they intermingle. Um, Pat had one in Indiana. He lived in Indiana prior to him and I getting together and getting married. And he had one that was there. And he had Bigfoot all over the place, too, because, like, I would go visit him, and they'd be running. They lived on this pond. It was, like, a subdivision, but there was ponds. And there'd be all these houses, and each lot was, like, an acre or whatever. And they would go in the pond. We constantly saw them going down to that pond. And But there was a Bigfoot or a dogman that was there, too. It was a female. She was very sweet. And Pat had seen her looking in the window a couple times where there was, like, that silhouette of her. But I've talked to ones that were aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, and the ones like that, they really, you know, there's always that exception. Like when you go to like the land between the lakes, you're really taking your a, a huge risk because the ones there are nasty and they've grouped together and they've taken over that spot there and they have mm-hmm. no intention of leaving. Mm-hmm. And they are nasty. They don't want people there, but yet people keep going in there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and so I'm not saying it's anybody's fault when they get hurt there, but I'm saying your common sense is going to tell you this is an unsafe area. There were some that killed people there multiple times. 
And I don't understand human beings at all. I don't, you know, I mean, your curiosity factor is one thing, but go to an area where you know that they're, they're, you know, kinder species you know you don't go somewhere where you, you it's a known area find areas where the, the better ones are i've heard yeah. rumors that like sam houston national forest has aggressive ones oh wow um, okay. i don't know if that's true or not i know somebody that went in there and claimed that you know it was just terrifying for her and i said okay what happened was it a Bigfoot or a Dogman? Well, first she said it was a Dogman. Then she changed that and it was a Bigfoot. And I said, what did it do? <laughs> well, it was tearing apart a stump. I said, okay, what did it do? Well, we drove by and we saw it. It was standing there tearing apart the stump. It didn't realize we were there. And then when it turned around and saw us, it yelled at us. I said, okay, what did it physically do to you? Mm-hmm. It didn't do anything. You know, yeah. and he's like, I'm traumatized. Well, you're traumatized because it's a shock to see them, obviously. Yeah. But it didn't do anything to you. And that was in the Sam Houston National Forest. So I know people that have gone in there and never had a problem. I know people that have gone in there and claim that there, there are issues. But again, there's different clans. There's different packs for the dogmen. There's different clans for the Bigfoots. And there's good and bad. And what I try to tell people when they want, I mean, I understand a lot of people want contact, okay? But you want positive contact. The negative contact never ends well. You're going to be scared. They're going to be scared. Somebody could possibly get hurt. And if you have that kind of negative contact, there is not a good chance that you're going to have a lot of positive contact or another contact. Mm -hmm. So what I try to tell people is work for that positive contact. Number one, Running out in the woods and chasing them down is never going to work. Okay. Find an area that you might think that is a popular area or what I like to tell people, like, let's say, you know, an area that they are in actively go outside that area. So you're not invading their space, have a bonfire, sit down, cook some food over the fire pit. They're going to smell the food. They're going to hear the laughter. They're going to come in because they're curious. Mm Mm-hmm. They are always busy looking at us while we're looking at them because they're as curious as we are. Hmm. But don't be so, I mean, invasive. I mean, if you're in your home and somebody busts in your door, you're going to protect it. And you are well within your right to do so. Right, right. When you go out there and you get intrusive and up in their business, you're doing the same thing. Well, you know, it reminds me of an Indian tribe, it, how the Indians were invaded. Oh, absolutely. And I, I feel like these are tribes of, you know, yeah, they're you know, an ancient people. They yeah, they're an ancient are. type of people. And they're, they're more, if, if so if you look at that, that their home yeah. to them is their land, you know, it's, it's their, just yeah, like the they Indians. Don't, they don't understand our traditional property lines. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't recognize those. They, they look right. for their own territories, which are not like our property lines are they don't understand that when you walk out your front door whether you're paying taxes on your land or not you're now in their world i know you know i mean the whole thing comes down to respect and believe me when i say i get it there are some out there that are bad i get it 110 percent i've been called to different states to to help deal with with bad bigfoot Mm -hmm. okay i've gone out there i know 
I agree there's some that are really bad, but I tell you what, I would rather go out in the woods where there are, you know, not knowing what the those type of Bigfoots are, than go down in a bad area of town because our people are far more dangerous. Yeah, I know they are. I know. What what makes you how do you realize like what what makes it so you know when a dog man or a Bigfoot is is, you know, aggressive? Like what, what I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, I read energy. I believe everybody is capable of doing that. Okay. All right. Because you are going to, your body is going to react to a different energy before your mind will. Okay. So like if you're walking in the woods and you just feel very at peace and very relaxed, that's a good thing. And if they're around, then they're probably have, they're radiating a good energy. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you'll feel like something's changed and all of a sudden you're kind of looking over your shoulder. That's because your body is reacting to a negative energy that has changed. Yeah. People need to, when they feel that, honor that. Turn around and leave. Right. right. You know, really, if you're out in the woods and you see these giant X's or uh, giant X's that have posts on either side, you don't need to be there. And I had somebody during um, a chat um, the other day because I was moderating a chat for a show for World Bigfoot Radio. And they were t- somebody asked a question of how do I know which side of- am I supposed to be on? Mm-hmm. There's, there's generally subtle signs. Okay. Look to see if you see structures on either side. Do you see tree breaks on either side? You know, okay. something that is going to, be aware of your surroundings or let's say you're walking into that area and you felt perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden you come up on it. Chances are you're walking into someplace that you now aren't welcome to be in. Yeah. And it is hard. It's not an easy thing because their signs are very, very subtle, but their energy, energy doesn't lie. It, it just I, doesn't. I and understand so, that. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, your body, listen to your body. Because you're going to react to that change. Your body will react before your mind will. Okay. But just because you pick up something different, you know, like watch for signs. People panic and and rightfully so. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I know it can be frightening. Oh, of course it would be if you don't know these things. Even you think it's it's just fairy tale and then you're. But I get people say, you know, they threw a rock at me. Okay. (laughs) I get that. But. Was it a big rock? Was it a medium rock? Was it a little rock? Because it all, it, it means different things. Number one, they are, their accuracy is a hundred percent. They do right. not. So even if the large rock is thrown at you, which obviously means get out and it, but it lands three or four and five feet away from you. That is a warning. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not an attack. That is a single rock that's been thrown And it's saying, you're now too close to me. You might be too close to their children. They could be hunting. They could have elderly there. You don't know their situation. But they're giving you that knowledge that you, please leave. I'm telling you, this is better. Would you rather have them come out and try to kill you? I mean, they're giving you the warning. And people are like, no, it's an attack. Now, if you're getting boulder after boulder after boulder, yeah, it is an attack. But they're doing it in a manner that you can escape from. Because if they wanted to, they could come out and rip your head off. You know, I always love talking to you about this because everybody's always one-sided. Like, they either, 
are sympathetic and think they're all just wonderful and they should all be protected or they go the other way where they think, you know, they should just, you know, they had a really bad experience and they should all be destroyed. And I love how, you know, you put it in the perspective that it's just like human beings, only they're much more capable and more powerful. Right. So obviously, you know, well, there's that fear factor there, you know, there, but yeah. And there is absolutely nothing out there on this planet or any other planet that is a hundred percent bad or a hundred percent good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There just isn't because everything has free will. And if right. you have free will, that gives everything the opportunity to determine their path. Is it going to be a good path? Is it going to be a bad path? Mm -hmm. You know, there could be trauma done to some that make them the way they are. I've spoken to several, you know, there's a male that was around here and he's very kind, but he was very traumatized because he had went down. We have a creek that goes into almost like a swampy area down the road from me. And one day I was leaving my home and as I was pulling up my driveway, they were getting hold of me and they're going, come quick, come quick. We're in danger. And I'm like, okay, where are you? Who are you? What are you? Well, you know, and they were showing images of themselves to me in my mind. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming. You know, and they said, he's trying to shoot us. He's trying to shoot us. Oh and my I got down there and there were three men in a truck doing whoop calls. Now, if you're doing a whoop call, you're being precise on what you're calling. You exactly. know what you're calling. And they had shotguns all aimed into the woods there. And he was at the back of it. And they were trying to shoot him. Like oh he wasn't bothering God. anybody. He was simply at the back walking through the water. And they're out there trying to shoot him. And oh. I had to make a decision. Do I stop and try to stop them? Because then they know that I know what they're doing and what they are trying to get. And they will be all over my house. So basically what I did was I caused a distraction and I acted stupid, which oh. turned them away so they could get out of there. In the meantime, I told him, I said, Pat's at home, go to the house. Right. It's private land. I, behind my property, it's private land. Right. Nobody can go back there. And I told him, I said, Pat will never let anybody hurt you. If you go back there, if, you know, if need be, I will come, I will keep you safe. I can. You know, but go back there. You're safe back there. They can't come on my property. Right. And they can't get back behind my house. You're safe there. Go. And he did. Aww. And he was very kind and he was very gracious. And he stayed about a week. And uh -huh. then he left. And it was comical because he hadn't left but a few days when my next door neighbor's grandson came over and said, you know, and I had talked to him prior because he had seen them walking through my backyard. And I, and I said to him, I said, you know what? I know this is exciting. I know you want to just tell everybody, but honey, you can't because yeah. they will be all over here trying to hurt them. And so he was very good about keeping it quiet about it, you know, because he didn't want them hurt. And he said, Miss Robin, Miss Robin. And I said, what? And he said, my friend down the road, it walked through his backyard. Like he saw it. Oh. And he my, my neighbor's grandson and said, you aren't going to believe this. I don't even know what it was that was out there and described it to a T. Yeah. And he said, you, I would, he said, I just played dumb. He said, you'd be proud of me. He said, I didn't tell him. He said, I don't want him shot. And I said, well, I appreciate that. You know, yeah. I was talking to my daughter Chandler last night and 
I she pulled over and I was <laughs> I was out hiding in the car again. I just went out to get something to eat because I was like, I need a break from the house. You know, I just got to go get something, like have some peace and quiet for a few minutes. And she pulled in and she started laughing because she knew what I was doing. And so she was telling me that she works with this guy that's in, that was in the Marines. And she had mentioned the dogmen to this guy, you know, thinking, you know, I remember mom telling me that, you know, the, you know, the service guys and stuff know about a lot of this stuff and, you know, oh, whatever. Absolutely. And she said that uh, she asked him and he looked at her really funny and he said dogmen. And she was like, yeah, do you know anything about that? Do you think they exist? And he, he kind of looked down and, he, and after a few minutes he said, well, he said, I know that there was one that got loose that escaped in, in one of the compounds and it died. They found it in the water dead. And he just told her, he said, he goes, he's, he didn't verify much. He just said, I've heard all about it. He said, and they're really big. <laughs> yeah. Well, to begin with, my understanding is the Ebens did create some. I mean, they talk about, um, you know, creating the body of a man with the head of a dog. Mm-hmm. And those ones, my understanding were those were good. Wow. And that I believe that. And, you know, like these other cryptids that the ETs have put on this planet, you know, again, you have good and you have bad. But then our government turns around and wants to create super soldiers. Yeah. And they create these things. And the things that they're creating are made to kill. Yeah. That's the purpose of it. But when they make them, you know, there's a gentleman that, and I didn't listen to the whole podcast. I really didn't because... I didn't agree with a lot of what he said, but I wanted, did want to hear him because I don't know it all. I don't claim to. I'm not an expert. I don't believe there are experts in this. And yeah. he was talking about these groups that the government had that worked for the government. And I believe that to a degree because the government has created some. Yeah. You know, and different things that I've done in the paranormal field, I've seen them being used. And so I do believe that to an extent that happens. But I do also know that the government has created all kinds of cryptids, more cryptids than people have any idea. It's really astounding. And these are most of the ones they've created are all trained to kill. Oh, God, Robin. You know, I mean, the ETs, what they've created has the free will to choose good and bad and they will be good and bad. But what the government's creating is just bad because they and made all the good it. ones that are here and, are going to get taken down mm-hmm. because of what the government's created. I think so. And I think that we'll never know all the reasons why they did it. I mean, you know, there's suspicions of, of a few mm-hmm. reasons, but we'll never know all the reasons why, yeah. you know, I mean, why they think they can play God. I don't know. I really don't. And how they think this is going to benefit anything, because when you create something as powerful and strong as what these beings and these cryptids are, there is no controlling them. I know. You know, and what, you know, the government or people or whoever doesn't realize these have been here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. (laughs) And if we would just leave them alone, 90% of it, they wouldn't bother us. Right. Yeah, you I know. believe that. I do. I believe that. I, I just, I mean, I'm just baffled that, you know, just, you know, I was going to ask you too, 
have you ever have you ever talked to them about the the creatures that people have seen like coming down from Alaska, the mountain giants, or the giants that are you know even from the Bible it says that at some point the giants will return. They found giant bones. They've they you know people found them all over. They found giants in Montana, and yeah, several other states. I mean, the giants I firmly believe existed. Yes, I do too. I, I firmly believe it. They've got the bones to prove it. Um, we've been altered so many different times. You know, and if you look at what the height of people were even 50 years ago opposed to now, we're smaller now. Right. You know, I believe the giants existed. But as far as a lot, you know, Alaska has so much wild terrain. And my experience for whatever that's worth you know when anything i don't care what it is and i'm not talking about our humans i'm talking about an animal and the bigfoots are not an animal any more than we are or the dogmen but when you're looking at at things that live in that open territory and the open terrain and a constant food source all the time they get bigger and the dogmen and the Bigfoot are big to begin with. Mm-hmm. And when you get into these mountain regions and wilderness regions, they're even bigger. Right. Like when I was in Michigan, that one was, it had to be 14 foot easy. Because when I got toe to toe with it, I was looking at its thigh and I'm five, nine and a half. Holy crap. So I how mean, t- wait, how tall are you? I'm five, nine and a half. You're five, nine and a half. Okay. Wow. I didn't know you were that tall. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I always hated being tall. But, um, yeah. And, but of course, as I get older, I'm shrinking. I think I'm down to five, nine. (laughs) But, um, incredible shrinking woman. Yeah. We would shrink with it. But he was really big and he was standing in the tree line. He was the leader of one of the clans that had come in that night. And, you know, he was, I think I had told you about this. He was pulling the pony into the woods. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, that was the only reason it wasn't that I was trying to get close to him or that he was trying to get close to me. It was just the way it played out. And I think he thought it was, you know, look at this stupid, foolish girl. Right. Right. Because really, you know, if he wanted to hurt me, he could have taken me out in a heartbeat. That's exactly right. I told Chandler that last night we were talking. I said, you know, if these things, if you get away from these entities or these, you know, beings or whatever you would call them, I said, they're, it's, it's because they let you. I mean, this, that's not a joke. I mean, that's, that's something that, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that live that have these encounters. And if they're alive to tell of these encounters and these beings, let them live. Yeah. And I've talked to, um, I talked to one gentleman that had a bad encounter. And mm-hmm. in his case, number one, he was a he was a logger. He had his own logging company, and he had torn down a section of woods that was their home. And yeah. they had followed him home, and he had woods all behind his place, and he was tearing all that down too. Mm-hmm. And he went out there one night because he heard him hollering, and he went out there with the gun and started firing into the woods. And he was in his house. He went back in the house. And next thing you know, he hears something try to open his door. Oh, jeez. And he ended up, it, it did come into the door. I mean, it came through. Mm-hmm. And him mm-hmm. and his wife went out another door, got in their car and left. 
Oh my God. You know, but at the same time, and I feel compassion for them because it had to be absolutely terrifying for them. But at the same time, I also feel compassion on the other end because here they lost their home. And then somebody's out there acting like a crazy person shooting bullets in the dark into the woods. Yeah, it, it's I mean, pretty invasive stuff. It's, it's you know, it's like... And it's like, I don't want to see our people get hurt, but I don't want to see their people get hurt either. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. You know, that being said, they're going to protect their families at all costs. They are extremely family-oriented. They are going to protect their family. There's no doubt about it, and you're, there's not anything that's going to stop it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we're the same way. So if you're under, you're actually under an attack and it's not a warning and it's literally trying to kill you. Obviously, you're going to protect yourself and you have every right to do so. Right. You know, it's not any different than if you're at home and somebody, some hoodlum breaks into your house carrying a gun. You're going to protect your family. You're going to protect yourself. You're within your rights to do that. You should do that. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, it does, there's, there's just, it's not, it's a complicated situation and it's frustrating as a researcher, when I hear everybody doing the rainbow and unicorn thing and they're all lovely and let's just, just go out, we'll commune with everybody and everybody will love each other and kumbaya. Or then you go to the other side and they're all bloodthirsty killers. Let's annihilate all of them. It yeah. doesn't work like that. It just no. simply doesn't. They are an ancient people. They have their own language, their own words, their own alphabet. You know, they can read, they can write, they can do. They're human. Yeah. You know, they may be a little bit more. I don't want to say wild because that that means that, you know, they're just nothing but an animal. And that, that's not the case. Right. Um, more uncivilized, I think, is the best way to put it. But some of them, well, according you know, to our laws, you know, and civil, yeah. I mean, that, that then, those are the laws we make up, you know. Yeah, so. that, you have said a mouthful because here's the thing: they have their own laws. Mm -hmm. They do. They are not like ours. The dogmans have their own laws. The Bigfoots have their own laws. All of them do. They have their own way of life. They have their own culture. Just because it's different than ours doesn't make it wrong. But, I know. I agree with you. You I know, really you have to understand that there is a difference there. And this is where the problems come up. And this is where the disconnect comes up. Because we think they're attacking us. They think we're attacking them. I mean, in some cases, it's true. But for the most right. part, it's miscommunication. And I work with people all over this globe. I, I really and truly do. I get people that contact me or I don't advertise for it. It's word of mouth or somebody might know somebody that needs help. And it's not that anything great about me other than maybe I can help them bridge that gra gap of understanding. Yeah. So that they can have that copacetic relationship if they're living around them. Or maybe I can suggest do try this to see if you can calm the situation or protect yourself or protect them or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Well, you've but, had a lot of experience with this too, you know? So and, but the thing about my experiences that I really want people to understand, 
I never set out to find Bigfoot. I never set out to find a dogman. They found me when I was very, very little. And they were mind speaking with me probably before I could talk. I mean, I don't know. I, I can only remember so far back. But they've never not been there. They've been a part of my life. They've been a part of everything. Mind speak. I didn't know everybody couldn't mind speak. How would I know? Mm-hmm. You know, this is what happened to me. I don't regret it. I consider it a blessing. I thank God for it because I've been able to experience and witness things that a lot of people can't. And I've learned so much. Our world is not what we think it is. The world that we physically see does not exist. I know. It's what we've been led to believe is there. And we just follow that line because that's what we're told. But there's so much more out there and information is power. And without the information, how do you know how to proceed? You don't. You, that's why you get the big oafs running around wanting to destroy everything or the ones that want to run around loving everything, you know, and I, and I do believe I we should love, yeah. but we have to know yeah. how to protect ourselves in case we do run into a bad one, you exactly. know, you know, I mean, I've gone, I've been there when bad ones have attacked. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, they've, they've adopted, they've, I mean, according to several researchers, they believe they've, they have, they're the bad ones have abducted children and, you know, they God have. knows what they've they done, have. They you know, have. so For you've several... got people running mindlessly around these woods that think the woods are safe as long as they've got a gun, not knowing these entities exist. And these are apex predators if they're bad, you know, and well, they're, yeah. and the thing of it is that, and this has been, it was documented from, I, I want to say a hundred years ago, and I'm sure it's happened since I know of somebody that it happened to, mm-hmm. um, and there was a gentleman that was out deer hunting and he had a cornfield and the cornfield was down the slope and in the slower bottom area and deer season would come up and he would go out and he'd hunt and he'd see the deer coming in for the corn and he would peg the deer off right and he was up there one day and a bigfoot came in because they eat the deer they and i've actually seen them take the corn off the you know off the stalks out in the field and you know they take corn back to their family But he saw this thing. He didn't know what it was. At that time, there was nothing that said anything about a Bigfoot. And he tried to shoot at it. Mm -hmm. They found this man with the shotgun wrapped around his neck. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was dead. But, I mean, the the sheer strength it takes to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, had he not tried to shoot it repeatedly... It would have looked at him, he would have looked at it, and it would have turned and it would have left. Right. But violence was met with violence. Exactly. Because he was scared because he didn't know what it was. And I'm not saying that the Bigfoot is is resolved of blame because, no, look what it did. But I'm saying it's a situation that could have been avoided. Well, and then there's ones, too, that just are just full-blown, you know, they'll they'll just hunt down children and kill them and eat them and... You know, and I mean, awesome. and, and the and problem is with the, the problem, though, Robin, that I think that people are so afraid of is that they have powers like these these beings have abilities like like to cloak and to di- you know what I mean? So that's what like, how do you handle a, an entity that, that can do this stuff? You know, well, that's the thing. they do. 
And they can be dangerous because of the abilities that they have. I mean, they get it from the ET side. Right. Um, and it, it's astronomical. I mean, I've literally seen things that I literally shake my head, look at my husband and say, please tell me you've seen that or whoever I'm with. Like if I only saw these things and these abilities when I was by myself, I would question my sanity. But other people have seen them as well. Other people have been present when it's happened. I mean, I've had it happen by myself, but I've also had it happen with other people there. Oh, it's a well-known, it's it's well-known all throughout the cryptid world, though, that people do it, that they've seen it. Absolutely. You know, know, and so it matters. And they have abducted children. They aren't always going to, but I will be honest with you and say, yes, it happens a lot more than we would like. Now, it doesn't mean that they've always killed the children. A lot of children have been brought back. God, that's crazy. There was an abduction. It wasn't even an abduction there was a little boy that got lost um and this was like a year or two ago and when he was brought back i mean he was little he was like i don't know six or under yeah he got back and they asked him how you know how did he find his way home because they searched every area within miles he would there was no sight or of him anywhere Nothing that had any indication that he was there. They found no trace of him. And then all of a sudden he showed up in his parents' yard. And he said that the bear protected him. Yeah. Or I guess he he didn't show up in their yard. They had they found him in some weeds. And and he kept saying, you know the bear protected me, the bear protected me. And they're like, what bear? And they checked the area just moments or like within moments to days prior, he was not in there. He was not in those weeds. He was not in that pond. And yet there he was. And he insisted the bear protected them. The bear protected them. And that's, you know, it's always been everybody's thought it's crazy. It just, it's so, this stuff, I'm telling you, I could, like, I think we're going to be talking for at least 20 years about this stuff with each other. Oh, I know. Well, you that's, know? we're going to do this as a series because there's lots to talk no, about. No, there's so much to talk about, guys. Honestly, and we're, we're running out of time right now. I wanted to limit this to an hour tonight because I know Robin and I both have stuff to do tonight anyway. But um, I want you next time we talk, which is hopefully next week. Absolutely. Okay? Um, here's what I want us to go through, go over. And I don't want to start talking about it now because I don't want to get into all this, but this is going to fascinate people. I want you to tell the story about when you got sick with septic pneumonia that you told me last night. Oh, sure. Sure. I want you to tell, I want you to talk about that. And I want you to, if you will, now, I don't know if you want to get into this part, but we started to talk about the CERN um the CERN you know deal and I don't know if you want to go that deep with you know the listeners and stuff as you do with me but you know like if you'd be willing to like touch on CERN with me a little bit too and there's other stuff too you know but those are a couple things I wanted to remind you that I wanted us to talk about sure I wanted to cover it tonight but we you know we like i said we could talk and we could just we get going we get going and you and yeah. i are kind of like anyway so it's just like it's crazy you know, so i plan on moving around you at some point 
Oh, well, oh. and the thing is, is that we do veer off topic. We, we're terrible at it, but yeah. it's because there's absolutely so much. And you and I are so darn much alike. It's hysterically funny. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, it, it's nice because like when I talk to you, you get me, mm-hmm. you know, certain people do, certain people don't. And I'm okay with that. I don't try yeah. to do any of this to anybody. Um, yeah. They don't have to believe me. I'm okay with that. That just means that mentally they aren't prepared to go where I'm already at. Right. It doesn't mean exactly. I'm smart. It's not at all. It's not an intelligence thing. It's where they're mentally ready to accept yeah. what really yeah. is. And so I'm fine with that. I don't get angry. I don't get upset. I just say, that's fine. Believe what yeah. you want. But you yeah. don't have to believe me, but while you're not believing me and you're sitting in your chair talking crap about me and saying I'm, I'm crazy or I don't, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to go home and play with my big foot. So you just go yeah. ahead and enjoy yourself, you know, yeah. and I just don't get offended. I, you know, years ago I stayed quiet because it, I just didn't, I was so afraid of the reaction of people. Mm-hmm. And then I had more and more people that would be around me that would have some form of an encounter or something. And I finally just, I got to the point, I guess for me, it changed because I started doing work for them. Mm-hmm. They would come to me and ask me to do various things. And then they were teaching me things and how to do energy healing and on them and help them in certain situations, you know, opening and closing mm-hmm. portals, that kind of thing. And I got to the point where I thought, I just don't care if everybody thinks I'm nuts anymore because yeah. I have enough people around me that see things happen. Yeah. And see this, that I have my support system, my husband being my biggest supporter and one of my dearest friends, uh, two of my dearest friends, three actually, that have witnessed all of this around me and helped me and taught me. And, and so I'm okay. You know, I know my sanity isn't in question. There was a time when I was very much younger, I want to say I was in my early twenties and I thought there's gotta be something wrong with me. Like, this is just crazy. You know, I went in, I had an evaluation done by the time I was done. The therapist believed me, you know, there was a case where a judge had, somebody was in for domestics and the judge had told the guy, I guess somebody was going, you know, the guy believed the girl and they, they'd gone Bigfoot hunting together and he'd seen things. So then they went to court together and they tried, he tried to get the child from her. He was telling the judge, you know, all about this Bigfoot stuff, making her sound crazy. And the judge took off her glasses and looked at him and she said, you know, such and such his name. And she was like, I believe in Bigfoot. So yeah. it was, it was comical. Cause I thought, you know, you have a whole world of people that have seen, have seen these, have had encounters. Oh yeah. It's not like you know? there's only a few of us, you know, a lot of you people stay quiet for fear of people, you know, thinking they're crazy. And the other thing too, I had a doctor, a medical professional that was my doctor. And, you know, I was very open with him that I did this kind of research. He was retiring and he was going to hike on the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to be really careful because there's parts of the Appalachian Trail that are really unsafe when it comes to cryptids and ETs. Wow. And he's like, okay. And he called me before he retired and he asked me and I told him what I knew. And he said, would you be offended if I kept your number on speed dial? I said, yeah. I'm, I'm counting on it. You yeah. know, you can call me. Same thing I tell everybody. You can contact me anytime. Um, you know, and that's the other thing people don't realize. When I talk about this stuff, this is, you know, these are my experiences. 
Yeah. It doesn't, it's somebody that has only one experience. It's every bit as important as the hundreds that I've had, because it's all part of that collective of information. Mm-hmm. But when I help people, I'm on call 24 hours a day. You know, I've had people say, well, you're on this show or you're on that show. I'm not doing this for me. This mm-hmm. is not a, a benefit to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I can get made fun of. I can, you know, I've had people want to harm me because I went public. You know, I, I, when people ask me, and I don't say yes to every single show, but the ones that I do, if I think it's a good place, and I ask the Bigfoots before I do it, by the way, and say, is this where you think I'm safe to, to give your information? Which oh, I know wow. sounds crazy, but I actually do that. And there's That's been several I, I've turned down because they said they didn't want me there. But when I help somebody or not even help them, but just have a conversation with them because they want to reach out and know that they're not crazy, that other yeah. people are experiencing what they do. You know, I don't have to take my, the time out of my family life or my time or because of the time differences, take calls at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. I, there's nothing that says out here that I have to do that. I do that not because I'm, a, you know, thinking I'm better than anybody or that I am an expert. I do it because I actually genuinely care. Mm-hmm. I care because I didn't have anybody to go to right. for years. Um, Bob Daigle in Michigan was the first one I ever contacted. And he showed me such compassion. And he was so caring. And I thought, you know what? I was lucky. Yeah. Oh God, I could have gotten hold of the BFRO and that would have been tragic. Yeah. They still are chasing themselves and don't know what's going on. But the thing is, when I do talk to people, I don't do it because I want anything. I don't want credit. I don't want glory. I don't want anything like that. I want them to know that there's somebody out there that gives a damn. Yeah. That takes what they have to say seriously. And if it's not going to be me, then I encourage them to find that person. Yeah. You know, and it's not, none of this is about me. None of it. This is all about them. It's about the Bigfoots and the cryptids and all of these things. All I am is somebody that bridges the gap. When it comes down to the importance, I'm on the bottom of the totem. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I don't think you give yourself credit with that. Well, no, but the thing is, is you can't have an ego in this. You, you can't because that's how you, you really screw it all up and that's how you lose what you've gained. That's true. You, you yeah. can't have an ego and you've got to have compassion. I'm not a perfect person. I will never claim to be perfect. I find fault with myself on a daily basis, but at least I know I make an effort and I do put the truth out there. And if people don't believe it, that's perfectly fine. But if somebody listens to me, and they say, okay, I don't believe her. And they go out there and they get hurt because mm-hmm. they, they didn't believe me or someone else. I'm not the only one that talks about this. It's not only me. There's hundreds no. of thousands of people that do. But at least I know I tried. Yeah. You know, if somebody goes out there, I keep my mouth shut and somebody goes out there and I didn't give them the information that they needed and they get hurt. That's on me. Right. I take that personally. I don't take any of this lightly. I don't look at it when I talk to people and say, you know, you have to look at me and you have to listen to me. No, never. You do what you're comfortable with and you believe what you feel, mm-hmm. you know, and 
if it doesn't work the way you want it to, I'm sorry. I offered the information. If you weren't ready to take it, I can't help that. But right. if you change your mind, if you get to that place where you want to talk to somebody, know that I'll be there. I didn't have that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I don't wish for anybody to have to feel as conflicted as I did for years because I didn't have that. Yeah, that's, uh, you know? yeah, that's and rough. That's rough. The victims came to me. I didn't go to them. They wanted me to let people know what they really are and what they're really about. And that's simply all I'm doing. I'm just a messenger. I, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm not anything of any importance other than a means for the information to get out. Yeah. But I do take it seriously. I, I'm not frivolous about it. And, you know, I think all of us, you included, you're a messenger too, Tracy. I know. I've, the same I've, thing. And yeah. it's a blessing that you are. Yeah. You know, I, I felt that this was a purpose of mine that God had sent me for a yeah. purpose do all this there's a reason for all this if nobody takes anything away from what the bigfoot and the dogmen teach us it's the collective it's the law of one everybody works together as a collective no one person is everything you yeah. have to be a collective. Look at our world. If our world worked more under the law of one and as a collective, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. No, we wouldn't be. Not at all. You know, and that's how I look at myself and you and other people, you know, that, that do all these shows. We're a collective. Yeah, I do too. I, I feel yeah. the same way that we all Nobody need to be is, in this together and not exactly. be competitive Nobody with more. each other. You know, yeah, nobody is more important than the other one. Yeah. We're all part of a puzzle. We're all part of the same goal. I think so, too. I really do, Robin. You know, and if there's a reason we're doing before, this. Thing. Somebody with a thousand experiences and then somebody with one, even a, a slight experience, that slight experience is every bit important as those thousand that anybody else has. I know it's a piece it to a puzzle. To it is. It adds you know. to the collective, and it's valid. And these people are valid, and their voices aren't being heard, and the information that they're being given isn't accurate. And without the accurate information, how can anybody be safe? I don't know. You know, it's whether it's our people or their people. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a lot. It's deep. And my husband has said to me more than once, he's like, this is, we live and breathe this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like there's no break. And I said, what do you want me to do? I don't, I don't go out and search for any of this. And he's like, no. I know. No, and then it'll get really quiet. And, you know, they have their lives and, and things. And so it'll get really dead quiet. And then he's like, well, God, nothing's happened in the last three or four days. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do you want it all or nothing? And he's like, no. You know, it's like he'll go to work and they'll be mind speaking to him while he's at work. Yeah. You know, and he's like, and they're like, we're trying to reach her. She didn't respond. Well, she didn't respond because, you know, this is going on. And I mean, I can hear them, but a lot of times I can't always respond depending on mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it just, it's crazy. I and know. it comes and goes. You have, you have times where it's so busy, you can't keep up with them. And then they get busy doing their own things. And then it's dead quiet. And then boom, it's busy again. You just, you never know. You know, they, they've got things in their own lives that they deal with, just like we do. Right. And I get people all the time. It's like, I haven't heard from them in, in a couple months. It's been dead quiet here. Like, did mm -hmm. they leave? Did they move on? No, they didn't leave and move on, but they have lives. 
Yeah, I really, I wish we could have covered that story about your pneumonia tonight, but I, I'll, I'll I got to get you on soon again because I, wanna, I want yeah, to, I want to hear that story. That's a great. Um, you know, Monday nights are bad for me, but we can, you know, during the rest of the week, we can get it figured out. You and I yeah. together, we'll chat privately like we always do. And yeah, we'll figure out a time that's going to work for, for both of us and we'll just knock it out. Okay. That sounds wonderful. I can't yeah. wait. And, I'll, I'll well, probably you know, call. I'll, I'll message you tomorrow. <laughs> I don't expect everybody. Yeah, we'll talk tomorrow. But yeah. I don't expect anybody to just say, oh, she said this, so I'm supposed to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know I don't expect I know. that or want that. That that's not a goal I have. No, you're just telling goal, what you know, you know. Yeah, and my goal is to put the information out there. So maybe think about it. Think yeah. about the possibilities. That's how you I know? feel even when I talk about like even you know the stuff about the Bible and God and cryptids yeah. and hauntings and experiences I've had with you know with you know my psychic abilities and all the encounters I've had with spirits and it's like dude I don't you know if you guys want to believe it it's up I mean I don't care if you don't believe me it's just you know I'm just telling you this is what's happened to me yeah and, and you know yeah and I years and years ago this was a long time ago before I really came out with all this stuff I mean I had just done the international scientific conference in Siberia and come home and I it got attacked, of course. And I didn't talk about paranormal abilities there. I, it was strictly flesh and blood and different activities at my house. And I come home and I got attacked, of course, by Jeff Meldron and Lauren Coleman, who I, I have nothing against. I've never met the man. And he had written some unkind things about me. And I thought, I don't know why. I don't know you. I haven't done you any harm or even spoke ill of mm -hmm. you. I, to this day, I haven't talked to him. I have nothing against him. I've seen some of his, his work. I, I don't have a problem with him. But anyway, I got attacked. And I was like, I'm not trying to convince anything of any, anybody of anything. Yeah. You know, just think about the possibilities of. Right. And then I was like, and I'd like to point out that I never went running around going, look at me, look at me. This is what's going on. I right. was asked. I was asked to go there. I was asked to share my experiences. I wasn't running around trying to find anybody. I haven't to this day. Yeah. I'm yeah. not knocking on doors and saying, oh, let me tell you this. No, I'm just like when I met you, you reached out to me and said, you know, would you consider doing the show? And then we talked and hit it off from the bat. <laughs> you know, we got to be good friends. I mean, I consider you a very dear and treasured friend. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. You. And, you know, so no, this isn't me running around trying to get attention. I could care less if I have attention. I, and I can tell that I'm too, a, because I mean, yeah, you actually I mean, don't, you don't even have time to do this stuff most of the time. Well, you know, it's like. The thing of it is, is I've got experiences. Mm -hmm. I continually have experiences. I don't need to go shout it from a rooftop that I, I have them. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm just not that person, Yeah, you know, and. When I do talk about it, it's because they've encouraged me to talk about it and because other people have asked me to talk about it. But I don't go from radio host to radio host and say, hey, can I be on your show? I've never done that once. <laughs> I don't think you'd have to. People find no, you. No, I think the only thing Vic Cundiff had had me on his Dogman episodes and his Bigfoot episodes. Mm -hmm. And he had put a thing up and he said, he's going to do a paranormal show. Does anybody want to be on it? And I, I messaged him. I said, now that's going to really be awesome because of all the paranormal stuff. I said, that is a show I would want to get on. 
you know, and he laughed. He's like, oh, my God, I forgot about all your paranormal experiences because him and I have, have talked and shared a few of them. But mm-hmm. his other shows talk more about flesh and blood. Right. He's like, you should have been the first one I thought. Of. He said, I can't believe it. And he's like, yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. I'm like, yeah, I will. Yeah, but, I'm like paranormal queen around here. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've got so much paranormal stuff. It's crazy. Oh, it's insane. Like, I walked you know. in a room and saw things move through the air, slide across the table. Yeah. You know, or Robin, it's it's my life story. It's literally yeah, my exactly. life story. You know, yeah. I, I've never not spoke to God, to the the spirits or the ghosts mm-hmm. or you know, I have two that live in my house that multiple people have seen moving around. Yeah, I got them too. You know, I got I've them. dealt with the bad spirits. I've dealt with the good ones. You know, yeah. it, it is what ours it is. have kind of co- ours have learned to exist with us yeah, so. i don't yeah i don't have a problem with the two that's here i have an older gentleman a little girl and I, i've not had any problems you know i've lived yeah. in haunted houses that were really really bad before i've been attacked before yeah um, but i don't have any problems i mean i i really don't um, i don't either this one's good like, we've got a little boy that's new i don't know what's going on with this little boy he keeps appearing and he's new but um, I don't, he's not, you know, he scared Blair one day though. Blair came, my, my little yeah. granddaughter came screaming, running out of the playroom and he was in there. And, and then right after he was in there, my daughter was standing there thinking it was my grandson standing next to her. And she looked down and she realized that the little boy standing next to her wasn't dressed like Levi. And then my other daughter was standing there talking to her, looking at this little boy at the same time, realizing that wasn't Levi. So both my daughters at the same time were looking at this little boy. Yeah. And, you know, and I had my grandkids have seen him and stuff. And it does. It frightens them because they don't know about it. No. But the the next thing is where you don't want to scare the children. No. But at the same time, why are they afraid? Because we don't educate them. Yeah. We haven't taught them that these things exist because we've been told they don't. Well, no, my our our kids grow up knowing they do. We, I, I absolutely listen to my children when my kids all have abilities, and I hear everything. Never laugh at them. I know that when they come to me and they tell me they see stuff, I know they're seeing it. My kids you know? grew up around the Bigfoots, mm-hmm. the Dogmen. They've seen ETs. You know, they've grown up around them. Some of my children choose to accept the fact about them my others mm-hmm. you know try to like block it out because they don't want to have to go there mm-hmm. but they all have grown up around them yeah you know i have some of my children that have an extreme amount of abilities that they'd rather they didn't have me too you know i have some that don't and that's okay yeah i don't force it on them they have their own path that they have to choose and it'll be what it's supposed to be at the end of the day yeah they're but they like need you, to the truth I listen, yeah, I listen to them. I give them the truth. If they choose not to believe the truth, then that's that's their choice to make. That's how I feel too. You, you know. know, and I'm okay with it either way. It doesn't change my course. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. and, and we don't go looking for this stuff. Like I'm not out ghost. Like I'm oh, not I'm out good. searching for stuff. Like, like it comes to us, you know. Yeah, so I live in South Carolina right now. I can't go out and play in the woods. And when I was in Michigan, I was in the woods all the time. 
Like literally, I was looking yeah. for structures and footprints and everything else. I'm in South Carolina. This is the the queen land of the venomous snakes. No, it's I got to so stop you. Wait, you got to stop for a minute. <laughs> I was laughing yesterday. We've got to get off of here too, by the way. But, but Chandler said, I was talking to my daughter and I said, you know, Robin, she said, you know, I think it's so neat that you and Robin have struck up such a, a cool friendship because I told her I wanted to come and see you. You know, I, I really... Like Absolutely. over the winter or something, I wanted to come. Well, I, I kind of like to wait till you went back to Michigan, but I don't know when yeah. you're going to get back there. But so I said, you know, I said, Robin lives. She lived in Michigan. She moved to South Carolina. I said, she's grown up her whole lives around extraterrestrials, Bigfoot, dogmen, and every other entity you can imagine. And she moved to South Carolina and she wants to leave South Carolina. Why? Because of the snakes. And, and she just what? started laughing because I was like, I she can handle the Bigfoot and the dogmen, you know, but she can't handle the snakes. Yeah. So, you know I've had pet snakes my whole life. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not afraid of non-venomous snakes. Yeah. Are, yeah. It's, it's the, the venomous. It's all the yeah. rattlesnakes and copperheads and water moccasins. And, we have them here know? too. Oh, I know it's terrible. Michigan gets rattlesnakes, but the the amount that are here, and I can't live anywhere but in the woods because yeah. these guys will go in the the, the city. They don't care. Yeah. I know. You know, and I'm not I'm not relaxed unless I'm, I'm in the woods. I'm not. I'm yeah. on pins and needles. I'm miserable. Well, I told and you I'm so, the same way with trees. I have to be around trees. I have to be around the trees. And so it's yeah. like the whole time we've been doing this and sitting in our car, I have a possum that's been sitting like eight feet off the car, tearing my trash apart. Now I could get out, chase him off, but he's probably hungry. So tomorrow I'll spend half a day picking up trash. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. But he comes out and he sits and he looks at the car and he must not have realized I was in it. Yeah, he's been walking oh my you God. Know, Robin. The other night he walked outside and he was out here. And then I came to take a bag of trash out today and my trash was scattered all over. And I'm like, yeah. all my dogs are fenced in. So it's not a, the dogs. Now, I now you know who it is. Feral cats. All the feral cats convene up on my porch every night so I can feed them. They're all uh, fat and fast and they're not even mine. And yeah. yet my trash is being destroyed. But I, <laughs> they used to, the possums and the raccoons used to come up on the porch because I have a, a pan bolted to my porch yeah for all the yeah. feral cats and That's they would come in and i would see we have a a young bigfoot that runs through here his name is zerky and he comes up occasionally up on the porch and steals the cat food he thinks i don't know he's there God. i caught him on security camera and i have glass panels on either side of my door and i i was in the living room one day and i looked over to the door and i saw his black head bend over as he was in his <laughs> hand and he's scooping it out Oh so my God. Here. It's like, no wonder my, my bill for the animal feed is like higher than. Oh, I know. Food. Okay. You, well, let's get off here now. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm going, sweetheart. Yeah. You too. I will be talking to you tomorrow. Probably. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Take care. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that is the show for the night with Robin. Sorry. We get a little long winded sometimes when we're, talking we've we've just gotten to be such close friends we're like you know just two little chatterboxes um i will we're going to try to schedule another um podcast next week with her because i really want to get you guys like 
like we didn't even get to cover some of the stuff tonight I wanted to cover that were pretty crazy, like not crazy. So I don't want to say the word crazy, but they were just amazing stories. The one where she had astral projected into um, possibly the Garden of Eden. Um, she also had an encounter at CERN where she was sent in to do some work there. And there was also um, a story where she had had septic pneumonia where they didn't think she was going to live and be in the hospital. Uh, she would have to be in the hospital at least three to six months. And she walked out of there the next day because of healing that she had gotten from the Bigfoot. So this is some good stuff, you guys. Robin is just amazing. I love her so much. She's just the greatest person in the world. I can't wait to go down and spend some time with her this winter. Um, hopefully this winter. I, I got to see how things go, but if not in the spring. So you guys have a wonderful night. I really love doing this podcast. And thank you so much for, you know, growing the channel more and more. Even my YouTube channel starting to just the amount of followers that took place just in the last day was was um, there was just like a big jump in it, which was really cool for me. And I really thought that was neat. So just, you know, please keep, you know, liking videos, following me. Um, you know, giving me hand claps, sending me messages. I love so I, I have some messages too. I want to read you guys that some of my listeners sent in. I'm not going to say who they were, just, you know, just some things that were really cool that some stories and stuff they sent in that were neat to, to get in. So I, I got some really cool stuff. Even a man that was an, an, a full blooded Indian that had sent me some messages and, and spoke some of, of his Indian language to me, which I think, I think is just so cool, but you guys have a great night and I will be back soon. You guys take care. God bless you. Stay safe and say your prayers guys.